The views, opinions, and comments expressed by hosts, guests, and callers of this show are not necessarily those of this station, its parent company, TeleSouth Media, its staff, management, or advertisers. Content of this broadcast cannot be duplicated or used in any way without the express written consent of TeleSouth Media Incorporated. Now, join us for Advisors Roundtable with your hosts, Certified Financial Planners, Greg Cooley and Bubba Labus. It's professional advice for your life. Welcome to the Advisors Roundtable. Certified Financial Planners, Greg Cooley and Bubba Labus with you right here on Super Talk Radio. Thanks a lot for listening again. And so, Bubba, tell me, do you travel much? Um, l- luckily, it's a little bit less than what I used to. Okay. But I can say that I've got my fair share of airline miles and and that sort of thing. And so. when I say travel, I'm not talking about you know an hour or two in the car back and forth to a mm-hmm. big city. But you know, uh, you have to drive four, five, six hours to get to the coast, or you have to do airline miles. You have yeah. to go in and out of airports. That sort of so travel. I'm going to say probably uh, once a month. I'm making a four to five hour trip mm-hmm. uh, to another office or to the coast uh, to somewhere uh, or uh, probably about once a quarter mm-hmm. on average making a trip somewhere three or four times a year three or four times a year whether it's business related right. or vacation. I, I think most of that's all business related okay you know? and then usually you know maybe one trip a year uh, like a vacation, vacation kind of thing yeah all right, so you'd say you have mm-hmm. your, as you just said, you have your fair share of airline miles. Right. Right? Mm-hmm. So give me your impression of the industry, the travel <laughs> industry. And we're talking about, you know, uh, 2023 now. Uh, it may not, it may have evolved over time, huh? Your, yeah. your yeah. attitude about it? So I, I would say this, uh, and I'm going to relate this to maybe new drivers or teenage drivers, and I heard it put this way, mm-hmm. uh, especially by uh, an individual that I know that uh, had a teenage daughter. And he said, you know, it's the only person I know that can total a car $200 at a time. <laughs> Okay. Right, meaning uh, that you got I a little fender fender bender here. You mm-hmm. got this little piece of trim that knocks off there, et cetera. Mm-hmm. You know, so mm-hmm. travel. Uh, I think uh, uh, it seems like, and it, it's funny you bring this up because I was actually looking at uh, at airfare uh, this morning before we left for the show, mm-hmm. and uh, I'm, I'm going to a conference in Las Vegas mm-hmm. the end of February, mm-hmm. um, and I'm leaving on a Thursday, coming back on a Sunday. Mm-hmm. Uh, would would like to come back on a Friday, but I just don't know that the the airfare and times will work out when we finish. Mm-hmm. Um, however, um, looking at that, uh, you know, a couple of the major airlines were seven eight hundred dollars round trip. <laughs> and yeah. I remember you could go. You know, we're talking Memphis, Nashville yeah. now, mm-hmm. but you could go from there to Las Vegas for ninety nine dollars. Right. And uh, I'm yeah. not talking about 1970. Mm-hmm. I'm talking within the last five to ten years. Yeah. yeah. So that same $99 trip, uh, you know, I was looking at one of the discount or budget airlines, mm-hmm. and they've got an airfare for $39 one way. Oh, really? From Memphis to to Las Vegas, yeah. which is pretty good. Sounds I think. Attractive. Yeah. 
But then they start throwing in all the extras that you need to buy. You need to buy this to have a checked bag. You need to buy this to have this specific seat or to be able to choose your seat. You want to sit down, you're going to pay. Yeah, yeah. (laughs) I don't want to be be standing up the whole trip, you know? Right. Right. So So all said and done, mm -hmm. you know, I'm looking at right now um, buying or purchasing two one-way tickets Okay. One one way from Memphis to Las Vegas, and then another one way from Las Vegas back to Memphis on another airline, right? Probably, and I'm at about four hundred bucks, which is still, I mean, you know, yeah. three hundred bucks yeah. less yeah. than one of, one of the major airlines. Yeah. And I know I'm going to regret every minute of it because <laughs> I hate getting on those cattle cars, right? Oh yeah, yeah. you know, uh, yeah. and I'm pretty sure that they do use cattle prods when they get you on the plane, <laughs> right? Especially keep the line moving. Yeah, keep the line moving. Yeah. So, so don't second, look to the left or the right. Look, you, you, look straight ahead. You use the analogy about totaling a car one dent at a time uh, for the the daughter of this friend mm-hmm. of yours. Sometimes traveling, especially airlines, airports, that sort of thing, even hotels, seems like death by a thousand cuts. Oh yeah. You know. They're mm-hmm. not really going to totally offend you mm-hmm. and make you t- completely quit yeah. traveling, but you ain't going to like right. it. Very few people I talk, I, I remember the time I enjoyed it. Yeah. For for $7.99, I can have internet access. Oh. For $9.99, I can get internet access that will allow me to stream shows on one of my devices. Ooh. Yeah. Yeah. For yeah. $13.50, I can get some, you know, I mean... Yeah. But but you look at it though, and and you know airlines have done studies, right? Oh, and 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 I'm gonna I'm gonna reference one that I heard about uh, by not serving olives and martinis on airlines, right. they saved millions of dollars based on the weight that they calculated on that. Oh really? Yeah. Uh, yeah. So they have they put a pencil to it. They certainly do. And, and they it's about wa- maximizing every single seat and every single dollar that they can. And they've watched us. Mm-hmm. They know what's important to us. They know what we'll pay extra for. They know what many of us need. Uh, and so it, it's right. a business. Mm-hmm. You know, and so travel is not what it used to be. Correct. So many of us have said, you know what? There's this thing called Zoom. Mm-hmm. Instead of going to a conference mm-hmm. or instead of visiting a, a, a client, I'll just see if they'll let me do this Zoom thing. So Zoom, Teams, um, you know, uh, Citrix, all these kind of video conferencing kind of things, right? Mm-hmm. Um, I think up until COVID, it was uh, not really used. Yeah. Uh, to the extent that it is today. Right. I mean, but now I think people are much more comfortable mm-hmm. and would prefer mm-hmm. to have Zoom meetings, mm-hmm. right? Uh-huh. With this particular yeah. conference that I'm going to, right. if I could have signed in mm-hmm. and, and you know, saved the registration fees and mm-hmm. the hotel fees and the airline fees mm-hmm. and just blocked out some time on my schedule, uh-huh. I would have much rather done that. Why, of course. And a lot of it is related to mm-hmm. the angst right. and the thousand cuts yeah. that come from the present travel yeah. situation. Yeah. If I want to travel somewhere, I want to go somewhere that I want to go where mm-hmm. I can do something that I want to do. Mm-hmm. Yeah. 
Yeah. Well, the reason I bring it up is that travel still, whether you have Zoom or not, and whether you have that opportunity to do it or not in your business or in your personal personal life, uh, it's still a big part of the American economy, and sometimes it's a big part of our budgets. Huge. And so we're going to talk about travel today, mm-hmm. about how to maybe do it in a way that doesn't cost as much, or at least you can plan around mm-hmm. it. And not necessarily enjoy it, but not necessarily dread it. Right. From the Advisors Roundtable on Super Talk. Thank you for being with us at the Advisors Roundtable on Super Talk Radio, Certified Financial Planners Bubba Labus, and yours truly, Greg Cooley, with you right here this morning talking about travel. So, Bubba, let's go back to your example of going to a conference. Now, the conference you're going to is related to your profession, your business, that sort of thing. Uh, do you have in your company budget some travel money? There is, yeah, absolutely. Right. And it's something that, that um, I, uh, I think in our industry, in our business, we, we have to budget for, mm-hmm. you know? Yeah. Um, so this particular uh, conference that I'm going to is, uh, and it's going to be pretty intense. You know, it starts at eight in the morning and finishes up at five. Mm-hmm. I think you get a thirty or forty-five minute lunch break oh, uh, really? during the day and a couple of breaks. But you know, yeah. it's uh, slam packed with stuff. Really, all about the Secure 2.0 Act that was passed. Uh, stuff you need to know about. Stuff that I really need to know about. Right. Um, so staying current with, with things like that, uh, professional development, all that kind of stuff, I think is important in any business. Um, but yes, to answer your question, uh, having, uh, money budgeted for travel, I think is, is, is very good. Yeah. yeah. We wouldn't get, be good planners if we didn't, if we didn't budget for it. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Kind of listen to your own sermon, right? Mm -hmm. Practice what you preach. Right. Right. And so, you know, you start to try to project what we're going to do this year mm-hmm. and who's going to go where and, and budget for what we think hotel rooms and conference mm-hmm. costs and registration fees and airlines. And right. You do it two or three times a year, it can be expensive. It adds up. And how it's, however, it's necessary, mm-hmm. especially in this business. Sure. In order to keep up with things, and, and you're required by certain certifications that you hold to have what continuing ed. Yeah, anywhere between uh, twelve and and um, and well, twelve and twenty hours per year worth of continuing education. Right. Uh, on average, mm-hmm. right. Yeah. Uh, you know, some of them are thirty hours every two years, mm-hmm. but I mean, mm-hmm. generally about twenty hours every worth year. of continuing education. Mm-hmm. And some of these you can yeah. do online yeah. and Zooms mm-hmm. or whatever. Right. But some of them you, you know, kind yeah. of required to go somewhere. Yeah. Right. And even though I'm going to be in classes for about 16 hours, I think I only get 12 hours for this event, right? <laughs> I don't know how that works. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Something's wrong with the math, yeah. right? Mm-hmm. Right. Uh, and so you're looking at your calendar, you're looking at your requirements, you're looking at your budget, and you have to. It, it's like mm-hmm. keeping the lights on. It's another line item in sure your corporate is. budget, right? Mm-hmm. Correct. Right? And since there are a number of us that have these similar licenses, that's a fair amount of money yeah. that we have to set aside. Do you think most people... Let me say one other thing about the budget, too. Right. right? So, yes, the monetary aspect of that budget is very important. Mm-hmm. But also the time away needs to be budgeted as well, uh, right? So, uh, you know, I'm going to be gone, you know, a Thursday and a Friday, 
and a Saturday and a Sunday, in mm-hmm. essence, but you know, a Thursday and a Friday of the work week, mm-hmm. that means that I've got to double time it, you know, leading up to then, and mm-hmm. probably on lunch break and evenings, you know, Be working on the phone, at, on the phone and, and night and that sort of thing. Right. So uh, budgeting time for employees to be away as well, mm-hmm. I, I think, is very important. How do you handle that workload? Why, of course. Why, of course. And uh, you know, it's not just a spur-of-the-moment decision. Mm-hmm. This is in your budget. Now, sure. this is part of our mantra as planners to try to think ahead and try to mm-hmm. put a number to it and try to plan for it and look at your cash flow. But every once in a while, something comes out of the left field right. and you have to have some kind of miscellaneous monies lying around to be able to handle that first. Mm-hmm. Now, that's on the on the business side. On the personal side, do you and your wife actually talk about and plan Personal vacations and trips. And yeah, absolutely we do. Come up with a budget? Yeah. Now, right. I, I like to think that we spend a little bit more time planning our retirement and working <laughs> on our finances than we do planning our vacations. Which is contrary to what most Americans right. do, right? Right. Right. But you say, hey, this year we're going, we haven't been to the mm-hmm. beach in a while, mm-hmm. or we haven't been to the mountains in a yeah. while, we've never been to the Grand Canyon, or mm-hmm. however you guys have that conversation. Mm-hmm. Uh, you include the kids in this conversation, or is it a decision mom and dad make completely? It's, it's, yeah, it's just a decision between mom and dad. You know, <laughs> we're going where we want to go. Yeah. You guys want to tag along? Yeah, we'll let you guys tag, tag along sometimes. It may yeah, be maybe. educational. Yeah. Yeah. It may mm-hmm. not. Right. 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 So you guys decide that, you know, you're, you're going to uh, Bermuda or something mm-hmm. like that. Um, you start trying to put together numbers on that too, personally, yeah. like a like a budget. Sure, we do, right? And because what what do things like that entail? Well, you've got to pay for a hotel. Mm-hmm. You got to pay for maybe airfare, fare, or and or driving or traveling there. Mm-hmm. Uh, food while you're there, entertainment while you're there. You know, yeah. yeah. Although I enjoy, you know, if I'm going to the beach, you know, just getting a palapa and sitting underneath it all day and reading <laughs> magazines, I'm okay doing that. You right. know, th- th- these three other kids are not, yeah. you know, they have to be entertained 24 seven. Yeah. Dad, they have yeah. zip lining uh-huh. right. for only $49. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Right. Mm-hmm. Right. Uh-huh. Yeah. Yeah. I and for an extra $29, you can add on the extreme experience, yeah. right? And get a t-shirt. Uh-huh. Come on. No, nah, that's another $29 too. <laughs> Absolutely. Uh, so uh, budgeting mm-hmm. is part of this. And, and and I'm spending a fair amount of time on that, but what I find is people act almost surprised or they get back from their vacation. And they're like, have you seen our credit card bill? That's usually the big, the big one, right? Uh, yeah. It's kind of afterward. Mm-hmm. After the fact. Yeah. Ooh. Uh, and, and so as a planner... I'm a before-the-fact kind of person. Mm-hmm. Not everybody has this personality. However, shouldn't it be almost a requirement mm-hmm. to be adult to be looking at it and doing it that way? Right. But many people think doing the math and doing the planning is almost restrictive. And vacationing is supposed to be letting your hair down and, and having no restrictions. And, you know, it just lays that fair and let it come as it may. And to a degree, I think you can you can do that a little bit. Mm-hmm. However, um, having that attitude uh, and doing some planning on the front end can help you prioritize the things that are more important to you, right? 
like the zip lining or so, whatever. Yeah, you go on vacation, right? And and you know, you're trying to immerse yourself in wherever you are, looking at the activities to do there. And, you know, maybe you go to the mountains and you think to yourself, ah, you know, this will be fun. We'll, we'll ski every day. But then you see, hey, you know what? There's an opportunity to go snowmobiling. Uh-huh. We've never done that. And I think that would be fun, uh-huh. you know, to go do that. Yeah. Um, that's one of those things where you need to be prepared for contingency, so yeah. to speak. Yeah. 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 And kind of work mm-hmm. that in because you're going to get to the resort. Right. And they're going to have the zip lining mm-hmm. or the snowmobiling that yeah. you didn't know or you didn't see that brochure mm-hmm. or they just added it this yeah. year. Mm-hmm. It's a new thing to try and to right. do. I, I, I've been to Mexico a number of times, mm-hmm. um, and especially uh, down near Cancun, that area. Mm-hmm. Uh, there are a lot of extracurricular uh, activities that you can do outside the resort there. Mm-hmm. Um, and they're, you know, going to look at the Mayan ruins and they've mm-hmm. got excaret and like a number of these other things, mm-hmm. uh, all of which I have not done yet. I, I've done one thing down there, which is go to the, uh, the water park. Okay. Right. And that's, you know, it's okay. The kids mm-hmm. liked it and enjoyed it, all that kind of thing. Water park slash swim with the dolphins. Ooh. Right. Ooh. Fun stuff, fun time, all that kind of thing. But we've not done the other ones, mm-hmm. uh, primarily because I had no interest to go. Mm-hmm. But really, the big reason was is the children were at an age where I didn't think that they would appreciate or like it. And I don't want to have you know oh, three yeah. kids you uh-huh. know that I'm dragging along uh-huh. saying, "Come on, kids, who's we've got to see everything." Mayans, yeah. Dad. yeah, we got to see everything here today. Those rocks yeah. are big, right? Right. Mm-hmm. And so you're gonna wa- you have waited yeah. until. Maybe Maybe they're at ages where where they can appreciate it, mm-hmm. enjoy it, mm-hmm. and I'm not uh, looking for for you know a, a cart or a buggy to haul <laughs> one or two kids around <laughs> as their legs wear out. Yeah, you know, right, right. And so you you thought of, uh, mm-hmm. early and beforehand about that, mm-hmm. right? Have you ever put the pencil to a potential trip and said, "Ooh, I don't know if we can afford that. Uh, maybe we need to wait for another year or two on, you know, going mm-hmm. to Paris or. Uh, yeah. I, so I, I do have one trip in mind, and I think I'm going to wait another couple of years. But I'd like to go to Africa mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. and I, you know do a photo safari, something along that. Mm-hmm. Now my boys I know are going to want to you know shoot something while they're there, but yeah, right. right? Um, but I think that Africa would be an incredible trip, but that's, you know, one of those that it's going to be quite costly to get there, quite costly to stay, quite costly to do the things that you're going to do while you're there. Right. So it's something that you budget for and maybe you don't go on vacation for one or two years leading up to it. Oh, Bubba. I know. I know. Gosh, man. (laughs) Mm -hmm. Oh, how mean are you? But you're trying, you're looking for something that's almost like a bucket list thing. Right. 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 And you're willing to sacrifice to possibly do that. That's correct. And so, you know, this year, instead mm-hmm. of spending the two or three, four, ten, twenty, whatever thousand mm-hmm. dollars you would have spent on other vacations, yeah. you're you're willing to wait. Right. Uh, have you sold this to the family yet? Uh, no, because I wouldn't dare bring it up <laughs> without <laughs> without the intent of actually doing it. Yeah. You know, if yeah. I get them excited about well, it, then they're going to yeah. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. Well, we're going to take a break here talking about travel. And when we come back, we're going to continue this discussion about possibly Bubba going over with the lions and the tigers and the elephants and the giraffe and, and Africa. And what kind of contingencies does he need to make for that trip from the Advisors Roundtable on Supertalk? 
Doctors Roundtable, Certified Financial Planners, Cooley and Labus with you right here on Super Talk Radio. So, but we're talking about travel and how to plan for it and maybe budget for it and various places that may be on our budget list uh, and our uh, you know bucket list. And so let's let's uh, get a little deeper into this uh, the possibility of an Africa trip mm-hmm. for you. All right. Um, have you looked into expat insurance related to health insurance? I, I have not, no. All right. So I had a conversation with a person two or three, four months ago who had been to Africa a number of times. And the point was that, you know, we all hope for the best. We don't want to think about getting mm-hmm. a parasite or a right. bug or slicing our finger with mm-hmm. one of those knives as we're going after yeah. the elephant one piece at a time. Yeah, that's going to be Henry. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but sometimes in some of these countries, uh, the old Blue Cross Blue Shields is not even mm-hmm. recognized. Right. And, um, you know, a consideration for a contingency there mm-hmm. is something that um, he told me, he said, I'm, I, I don't go anymore without it. Uh, pay a couple hundred dollars a person, as I understand mm-hmm. it, he, as he explained it to me, and you get this temporary health insurance, and obviously you know you have to search for one in the country you're going to be in. Right. Um, but there are a number of, of countries that have insurance companies that that mm-hmm. uh, have agreements there with healthcare providers. Which, which very well may include like a private uh, mm-hmm. air charter mm-hmm. back to another location mm-hmm. to get you seen about. Exactly. Right? You know, maybe helicopter mm-hmm. or something like that. Uh, now, now, you don't want to be thinking about that when you're thinking about vacation. Mm-hmm. Right? Right. But as a mature adult and a father and a, a parent. Sometimes things happen. Yeah. Sometimes things do mm-hmm. happen. Now, as you're thinking about these, sometimes things happen, whether they're fun experiences or mm-hmm. the possibility of a catastrophe as a parent. And you're and we're trying to encourage people to be planners and to plan ahead and to budget for this. Do you keep a separate travel account, or you know, how, how, when you're budgeting, you hey, it's going to cost me ten thousand dollars to go on this trip, mm-hmm. so I need to be saving over the next couple of years. Where do you segregate that money? Um, I don't keep a separate account for that, but I do have it segregated. Uh, I guess in my mind or within the accounts that I use. Okay, all right. So, I, so I'm I'm saving and preparing for it along the way, but mm-hmm. uh, I don't necessarily because I feel like I can control myself. Uh-huh. You know, if I've got ten thousand extra dollars sitting mm-hmm. there in my account for vacation, mm-hmm. which I, I know some people are probably thinking about that and, and going ten thousand dollars on vacation, mm-hmm. what are you crazy? Mm-hmm. Yeah, but I mean, if you go to Africa, you're Ooh. probably going to spend every bit of that. Oh yeah, you know, yeah. If you take three, four, five, six yeah. people with you, I mean, you're looking at probably five to seven thousand dollars just in uh, in in airfare alone mm-hmm. to get five people there. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And this is probably mm-hmm. not a weekend trip either, is it? No. Speaking of your budgeting time. Right. In your mind, how many days do you think this is going to take? I, I think a minimum of 10 days. Yeah. You know, you're going to spend a day traveling there, probably a day traveling back, yeah. which leaves you eight days. Yeah. Yeah. You know, so. Yeah. 
Especially yeah. if you want to see some things. Right. Uh, and you think you can do this in one country? I mean, you talk to num- a number of people who have been, or are they having to cross borders and go into other countries? Um, so a trip like that, and, and I, I would uh, kind of relate this to what we do. Mm-hmm. Um, I think I want an expert helping me out. Uh, you know, somebody who has either been before and done this a number of times mm-hmm. or somebody who does it for a living, mm-hmm. you know, uh, i.e. a travel agent. Right. You know, somebody who knows how to organize all the airfare for five different people, arrange enough lodging for five different people, uh, you know, um, who's right. going to pick us up when we get there? Do we rent our own car? Uh, all of the little details that, again, could take you hours upon hours you know days weeks planning. personally doing the planning personally doing yeah. the planning right i don't have the time for that mm-hmm. right and so there still are mm-hmm. professional uh, travel agents absolutely there are and yeah. and you see them as necessary in a situation yeah. like this and and worth every penny right because they may be able mm-hmm. with their associations to save you a little mm-hmm. money and with that savings, maybe yep. you can pay them. Yeah. Right? And so think of it this way. Mm-hmm. If, if, you're, if you've got a $10,000 vacation coming up, mm-hmm. right, mm-hmm. And, and it's for five people mm-hmm. over a period of seven to ten days, mm-hmm. and, and I'm just making an average here, mm-hmm. is it worth an extra $100 per individual to pay to a travel agent to organize and arrange all this for you? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And I don't know that those are the exact cost, but I would—I right. think it's probably pretty close, right? Right, right. right. And I—I'm I, like you. I mean, I—I I really mm-hmm. toot the horn of professional travel agents, and we actually have one associated with our business right. that we will refer to people. Sure. And I'll tell you one of the reasons. You know, I've—I've I've been to Europe, and I've been to South America and Central America, and a mm-hmm. number of places. Been blessed to go. And when you use somebody like that. It says 8.30 in the morning, there is a bus to pick you up at the mm-hmm. front of the hotel and take you on the mm-hmm. safari to see the monkeys right. or whatever. Mm-hmm. And at 8.30, there's, there's somebody, somebody there. there. Yeah. And they have been pre- pre-approved mm-hmm. and somebody's checked into them. Mm-hmm. And I can put my family in that vehicle and not have to worry. Right. Yeah. Everybody's got a ticket. Mm-hmm. Everybody's legit. Mm-hmm. They know where they're going. They absolutely get you through the whole experience and bring you back in a timely manner. And not only that, you've got somebody who's knowledgeable about the area mm-hmm. and usually an expert about the area mm-hmm. and can mm-hmm. tell you many, many things that you never even would have thought to ask. Right. You know? Right. And if you're in another country mm-hmm. where they speak another language. Right. Now, many people listening to this are like, what? Mm-hmm. Everybody in the world does not speak English, huh? <laughs> right. Right? Mm-hmm. And so there are other, I mean, there's a language barrier. Mm-hmm. You go to Paris. Yeah. Now, there are a number of people there that English is a secondary language, mm-hmm. and you could probably get around, but there are some places you go into a really nice restaurant, and it's a uh, oui, monsieur, mm-hmm. and uh, all of that's happening, and you don't, you need somebody that can help you and make sure that, you know, you're... And in the right place, right. but also that it's safe mm-hmm. and that you're not getting snookered on the price. And, you know, right. uh, that's, that's a real consideration. So you're, you're big time into travel agents. Sure. Yes. 
Yeah, yeah. I, I agree completely. Now, now, now I'll, I'll say this, though. I mean, there are times when I, I don't feel like I need one, mm-hmm. right? right? So I've done a, a sailboat trip a number of, of times, right? And I know exactly what I'm doing when I go do that. In the, the Virgin Islands. In the Virgin Islands or, mm-hmm. you know, uh, St. Lucia, whatever. Mm-hmm. Uh, mm-hmm. You go and you, you basically you get a boat mm-hmm. for a week mm-hmm. or however many days you want it. Mm-hmm. And all I really need is a backpack with a bathing suit and a T-shirt in it. <laughs> And maybe a pair of flip-flops. And your passport. And my passport and an airline ticket. And then I show up and I get on the boat. We go to the grocery store, outfit the boat for the week, and then we're gone. Mm-hmm. 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 And so you've done it enough and mm-hmm. you're comfortable enough with that. Right. That you don't personally use a travel agent for that. I don't. But now somebody's never done that before and you just described mm-hmm. it and they're like, you know what? I want to do that. Mm-hmm. First time. Maybe a travel agent would be good. Well, first time, and and you know, especially if they're not qualified to to drive this boat or yeah. pilot this boat. Well, we need a captain, right? Right. So there's a lot more involved mm-hmm. with it, you know, to mm-hmm. do that sort of mm-hmm. thing. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. So now we've talked about budgeting. We talked mm-hmm. a little bit about catastrophe. We talked about the bucket list. We we we've talked about uh, travel agents and you know part of the travel thing. Um, do you feel like that there, we don't give enough respect to this whole planning process for vacations and travel and nobody really talks about that and many times we try to do this at the last minute by the seat of our pants? I, I can't tell you how many so I can't tell you how many times that I, I meet with prospective clients and clients, Mm-hmm. And talk about experiences with them, mm-hmm. right? You know, it, it seems like everything we do uh, in our in our industry in our businesses. You know, how much money do you need to live? How much money? Uh, you know, bare bones. If you retire, how much can you live on? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. What kind of existence is that? Uh, you know, wh- why are you working as hard as you are and saving as much money as you're saving? Right. To just survive right you know i want people to thrive i want them to enjoy their retirement i want them to enjoy the things that they do and along the way have a memory and along the way Mm -hmm. have a memory Mm -hmm. right Mm -hmm. we're not promised tomorrow good point and and i don't want to be remembered by my family Mm -hmm. as you know the guy well he went to work every day at 7 a.m and didn't come home until 7 p.m right he left me a million dollars but i didn't know him exactly Huh? And then I turn age 65 and I get ready to retire and then I die at age, you know, 65 and, and one month. Because you don't, you, as you said, you're not promised. Right. Maybe you live 30 more years. Mm-hmm. Maybe you live 30 more minutes. Right. Mm-hmm. And so I think there should be some kind of respect for this and really um, maybe specifically putting it in your budget. Yeah. Huh? I think when, when anybody is working on a budget, mm-hmm. uh, that I think you should budget in fun mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. and not necessarily travel to Paris or travel to Africa. Right. But you know, uh, going to a concert every now and then, maybe you budget in going to top golf. Yeah. You know, I mean, it, yeah. it, it doesn't yeah. have to be anything major. No, it doesn't. But, uh, experiences and, and, and having fun mm-hmm. and memories is really part of a great existence. And actually financially you can help that occur mm-hmm. more if you specifically plan for it. Right. So now we're going to go to a break and we're going to come back and we're going to talk about how to wisely use your credit card in all of this. 
from the Advisors Roundtable on Supertalk. Uh, thank you for being with us at the Advisors Roundtable on Supertalk Radio. Certified Financial Planners, Bubba Labus, and yours, Gre- uh, truly Greg Cooley with you. So we're talking about travel. Now, Bubba, in the beginning of this show, we began to talk about you going on this continuing ed mm-hmm. conference thing. You said you had been this morning. Right. Looking at at airlines. Mm-hmm. Right. Now, when you make your decision. If I remember correctly, you were going to do a one way mm-hmm. uh, out there and then one back. And so right. do a direct flight. You're not mm-hmm. doing connect or you're not doing yeah. uh, where you buy uh, right. there and back. And it's two different airlines. Two different yeah. airlines, mm-hmm. right? Did you do that with a credit card? Of course I will. Uh, aren't credit cards evil? Well, I guess they can be if you can't uh, control your spending. Okay. Um, however, I think credit cards do have some uh, very good advantages to using them. Okay. Now, before I go down the road mm-hmm. with you about this advantages mm-hmm. and you tell me all of the perks and the possibilities that credit cards allow me, I still need to get past this fact that many people think that debt and credit cards are evil. Right. Where does that come from? Where does that I, I, so belief it, come from? It, it, it comes from the fact that many people uh, will have a credit card mm-hmm. and not pay it off every month. Uh, and the interest rates that credit card companies charge mm-hmm. is quite, quite high. Now, should I hate the credit card company because they're going to charge me 19% because I put $400 jeans on there yeah, last month yeah. and I can only pay 100 this month? Absolutely not. That's their business model. That's what they do. And, uh, you know, I guess some would argue that they're pretty good investments to make. Mm-hmm. So uh, another reason that or one of the main reasons mm-hmm. that they charge the high interest rates they do is because my jeans aren't security. That's right. I mean, they, they're they not going to come and repossess my jeans from right. Chicago, Illinois, wherever Discovery yeah. is or mm-hmm. whatever, right? So they're giving me an unsecured loan. That's correct. And they're allowed by mm-hmm. the, the feds and by the law to charge me extra. That's right. Right? Based on the level of risk that they're accepting mm-hmm. that you may or may not pay back. Now, I'm not trying to talk everybody into being supporters mm-hmm. of credit card companies. And I don't work for a credit card company. Mm-hmm. But I, I'm just saying that we want to address this thing about yeah. you know, it being a bad mm-hmm. thing. Now, use, us, use your example you use about debt and credit card companies sometimes to people related to a tool and building a house and all that sort of thing. So I I think debt in general is a tool. And with any tool, you know, I liken it to building a house. Mm -hmm. If you know how to use that tool, you can build a house. If you don't know how to use that tool, you'll have a lot of sore thumbs, you know, smashing that hammer into your thumb. So we're talking about a hammer there. Right. Hammer's not evil in and of itself. Mm -hmm. Now, you can do some bad things with a hammer. Right, right. Right? But on the other hand, you can do some good things with it. That's right. Is that what you're saying about using debt as a tool? Yeah. You can do some bad things yeah. with it, and mm-hmm. it can get you in trouble if you can't mm-hmm. control yourself. But on the other hand, like today, it was pretty convenient for you to be able to see, hey, Spirit Airlines is mm-hmm. going to charge me that. Here's the charge. Right. Ding. That was pretty convenient. Very convenient. And what else did I receive uh, from using my credit card in that instance? Okay. So, uh, number one, I, I received, uh, in this case, points 
and or cash back associated Ooh. with the purchases that I made. Oh. So what do the points do? Mm-hmm. Well, you know, the points could be used for airline miles to offset cost on uh, on future trips. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, they may be used to, uh, to, to have credits or something along those lines mm-hmm. with other retailers. Mm-hmm. Uh, it may just be cash back. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Which and, is fine, and because I'm a pretty responsible credit card user, mm-hmm. when I you know put that ticket on there for four hundred dollars, mm-hmm. and they give me you know a dollar fifty back in cash based mm-hmm. on that purchase, mm-hmm. I'm making that up. I don't know what it is. Whatever. Yeah. What am I going to use that dollar fifty for? Mm-hmm. Well, I can use that to apply towards my credit card balance and pay it down more. Okay. Or I can use it as money coming to me. Mm-hmm. Right. So using the credit card, mm-hmm. um, if you use it responsibly, right. is like yeah. using a hammer, building mm-hmm. a house. If you use it responsibly, you can do something good with mm-hmm. it. And it can be convenient, and you can maybe get some extra benefits. Correct. All right. I think one other thing about credit cards that I like is, uh, in many cases, they've got um, additional fraud protection. Okay. So if I use my debit card when I go on this trip to Africa, for mm-hmm. instance, mm-hmm. right, mm-hmm. Um, it's directly linked to my, my bank account. Your debit card. My is. debit card okay. is. Right. 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 Whereas if I use a credit card, mm-hmm. it's linked only to that credit card account. Okay. And if some some nefarious individual, you know, I, I go and, and buy something at a, a, a roadside market or whatever, mm-hmm. and they steal that credit card number and decide, hey, you know what? I think I'm going to buy a new motorcycle with it. <laughs> yeah. Or, or, or whatever, right? They did it one time for me, and they mm-hmm. bought 10 pairs of Ray-Bans. Okay. Yeah. All right. Mm-hmm. First of all, Greg Cooley ain't spending money on Ray-Bans. Right. One pair. Right. But they they bought ten. They got my credit card number and bought ten. My credit card company knew instantly right. mm-hmm. that that was not mm-hmm. Greg Cooley. Sure, it was fraud. Yeah. So what happens? Well, there? they can flag the card as being fraudulent. They mm-hmm. can cease any more purchases on it. They mm-hmm. they typically have your cell phone number and call you. Mm-hmm. Say, Greg Cooley, did you just buy ten pairs of Ray Bans? No. You say, absolutely no, I did not. No, I did not. <laughs> yeah. Right. And so I didn't have to pay for the tan pair. That's right. Once we determined it was fraud, mm-hmm. uh, so I had that protection. If somebody had stolen my wallet and had stolen two thousand mm-hmm. dollars worth of cash, right? As opposed to pr- trying to put two thousand mm-hmm. dollars worth of Ray Bans yep. on my credit card, I'm out of luck. Yeah, you'd be saying sayonara or adios or yeah, yeah, yeah. So, yeah, I like cash in a lot of ways, but credit cards can give me a lot of conveniences Mm -hmm. and be easier to deal with. Here's another one related to credit cards. You go to Africa Mm -hmm. where you're going to go. You think they're going to use every transaction there denominated in U.S. dollars? Probably not. Probably not. Now, it's, it's widely accepted in most places, mm-hmm. but utilizing a credit card for some of those transactions, there's an automatic uh, exchange rate mm-hmm. that's usually pre-negotiated and, and, you know, and, and pretty accurate. Yeah, and maybe even more attractive. Right. The, the credit card's negotiated rate for the use of the British pound or the euro. Well, I guarantee you, if you go to the hotel lobby and say, "I would like to, uh, you know, transition some American dollars to the local currency," uh, you're not going to get the best rate. You don't think I'm going to get a big deal? No. Uh, I don't represent as many transactions mm-hmm. as Visa does. That's right. No, I don't. 
So the guy in the lobby at the credit car mm -hmm. or at the hotel or maybe there mm -hmm. just off the jetway yeah. at the, mm -hmm. the airport. He's probably You'll hand in $100 and basically get $95 back mm -hmm. worth of uh, whatever whatever currency. Yeah, yeah. And mm -hmm. so the credit card company may give me a better exchange mm -hmm. rate. And it makes it convenient, too. Yeah. I didn't have to negotiate every time. Some credit cards also offer uh, some types of insurances, mm -hmm. whether that be travel protection insurance or, or a number of other things, just depending on the card right. as well. Right. Let's talk about insurance related to travel. You ever buy travel insurance? Not just the expat uh, health care yeah. uh, coverage mm -hmm. that I was talking about earlier, but... Uh, you ever buy travel insurance? On occasion, I have. And, and in fact, one time it actually worked out that I was able to use it. Now, what kind of coverage was that? What was it for? It, I think it was trip cancellation insurance. Okay. And something came up and, uh, and yeah, they covered the cost of the, of the trip. I mean, you, ha you have no idea when friends and family mm -hmm. are get, get sick or right. die, mm -hmm. unfortunately. You know, and, you know, you, your grandmother passed away the same you know, weekend you're getting ready to fly out. Sure. Um. Having some trip insurance mm -hmm. can help. In your situation, what happened? Uh, I, I don't even recall now. I, I think something else came up with work or something uh -huh. and uh, and wasn't able to go or there was a family issue. I don't even remember. All right, so, but I remember getting you know getting the trip canceled. Okay, so it would cancel. Yeah. You get mm -hmm. some money back or some deposits back or maybe credit for the future? A little bit of both. Okay. Yeah. 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 Uh, Actually, it wasn't me. It was somebody else that wasn't able to go on the trip, mm -hmm. and uh, and then we canceled the trip because of that. Mm -hmm. So it wasn't even my fault. It was somebody else that I was going with, right? And they had to cancel, right? And then I, because I had the trip insurance, I think they were able to shift it over to credits or something through the airline. Or, there you or go. That, that's really something to think mm -hmm. about. It, it may cost you a couple bucks. But it gives you a lot of flexibility because mm -hmm. life happens. Right. Well, I hope we uh, covered a little bit here related to travel that will help you on your next trip as you plan it from the Advisors Roundtable on Supertalk. The discussion and content expressed by the host of the Advisors Roundtable are intended to be received as news, educational, and entertainment or unit items and are not to be accepted by the listener as legal, investment, insurance, or tax advice. Opinions and views will be expressed by guests of the Advisors Roundtable, and those opinions and views are those of the guests alone and do not necessarily reflect the views of the Advisors Roundtable host or any of its affiliated radio stations. All information provided is educational in nature and is not intended to be acted upon without first consulting the appropriately licensed professional of your choosing. Before acting upon any information obtained during an advisor's roundtable broadcast, an individual should understand matters are extremely tax-specific and require advice tailored to individual facts and needs. Certified financial planners Greg Cooley and Andrew Labus are registered representatives of S.A. Stone Wealth Management Incorporated. Securities offered through S.A. Stone Wealth Management Incorporated, member FINRA, SIPC. Advisory services offered through Ignite Planners, LLC. Ignite Planners LLC is not affiliated with S.A. Stone Wealth Management Incorporated.